0: Welcome to Two Slant Trees. By popular demand, we have ventured into a second season with a second book and the second COVID wave.
1: Yeah, the popular demand is mostly jazz.
0: Yeah, and so you better hope that the vaccine works or else you might get a third.
1: Third wave, third book. Third book. Third season, yeah. So in this episode, we're going to catch everyone up up on where we've been the past few months and give you an intro to the book we've chosen for this season.
0: So what's been going on in the past... Few months since we. Ended. When did we end last
1: season? Do we remember? Uh it was. It was still in March, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so I've turned my desk so it's not facing the wall. Because that facing was facing pre- another wall. That was
0: depressing, facing the wall all yeah, day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm a little bit further away from the wall, still facing a wall. It's
0: a big change.
1: Yeah, that's a big change. Um. When the we... days are shorter now.
0: <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's friggin' winter. <laughs> yes. We started in winter and ended in winter. We, we we're not sure ended. Did. Yeah. Um what else is so I was thinking back to like around when we started the first podcast, people were watching um Tiger King. Tiger King and even um, Love is Blind. That was a thing. We've been past that. That's long gone. We've we've been through and the, the oh, home I did not edit. watch Love is Blind, no. just saying. The you know what edit, else we realized? The home edit phase.
1: Yeah, but also we, kind of, we got Disney Plus at the start of the pandemic, because I wanted to watch Mandalorian, but also yeah. we're like, well, there might be some good stuff on it, but we still have it. We still have it. <laughs> we're <laughs> like, we're going
0: to do it for a month.
1: <laughs> we'll do a three-month trial. And now then.
0: we're into season two of The Mandalorian.
1: And they're rolling it out week by week, so you have to stay uh, stuck in their system. So... That's we're, we're gonna you're getting rid of that as soon as this, as soon as Mandalorian's done. Yeah. No more Disney Plus. Nope,
0: it's yeah. true. Yeah. But so what are we doing now? What are what are we into? So well, I've been into like cheesy Christmas music movies since November first, and you are pretty done with that. It's not even December yet.
1: Yeah, I, I'm into uh, doom scrolling on Twitter. Doom scrolling. Please elaborate. That's that's when you try to figure out who won the election. It's still a thing. It's still a thing. Let's, just find out what's wrong with the world. Let's not. But you get know, into I've that. been actually reading other books too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I uh, just finished one about Part of Ch- or Campus Crusade where we work. Bill Bright. He's an interesting character.
0: Interesting, indeed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a very long and, and interesting life. He just kept on trying new things, and some of them worked. Some
0: of them worked. He was and an so, innovator.
1: Yeah. I have and read a few books too. Yeah.
0: I have basically read as many. Sally Clarkson books as I can get my hand on two of which the life giving home I think I started reading one of them while I was we were doing this other podcast which has been lots of fun because I'm trying all kinds of fun things with their family since we can't really see anybody else so we're doing well that's kind of what spurred this whole thing on yeah this book that we're choosing and then also the event that will be December
1: yeah so we want to tell them the name of the book.
0: So the book is Pure Pleasure by Gary Thomas. So if you're not totally familiar with Gary Thomas, he wrote Sacred Marriage, Sacred Pathways. What else? Um, yeah, those I think are the more, most popular ones that he's that he's written. And um, so why this book and why now during December and Advent? So... It's partly, so at the end of the last season, one of our dear listeners, Mr. Daver is his real name.
1: Monsieur Dever. Monsieur
0: Dever has requested this book, um, which I guess he pointed out that I recommended to him years ago hmm. in the first place. Um, so, and part of the reason being is that, yeah, we are pretty um, limited in our abilities to enjoy life in some ways because of... COVID and lockdown, et cetera. Right now we have not had a, another human being in our home aside from our family for a few months again.
1: And electricians.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I guess we've had electricians in our home, but that's a whole other sad, depressing story. Um, so this book, I thought it would be interesting to read about pleasure, joy leading into the joy filled Christmas holiday season. Although it is tied with Advent,
1: because t- today, as we're recording, is the first Sunday of Advent.
0: Yeah. Did you practice Advent growing
1: up? So, uh, yes and no. Uh, so when I was a little kid, we went to church. I don't think we did anything for Advent. I mean, we'd have like a Christmas play. Okay. And that'd be part of getting ready for ready for Christmas.
0: But not the weekly.
1: No. But then we switched churches when I was twelve, and I remember they had Advent, so a weekly calendar, and one family mm-hmm. would go up and do a reading and light a candle.
0: Yeah, that's what ours was like. That was about
1: the extent of it. At our
0: Baptist church. It was like, they had their Advent wreath and the one in the center. So there was all that. And then I like... Also
1: those chocolate Advent calendars. I think we started using those. Well, yes.
0: So, but that's more like, that's like the irreligious Advent.
1: (laughs) Not irreligious,
0: but the the Santa part of Christmas, as we would say. (laughs) Yeah. A a Jewish mom at the school drop-off was asking, what's the difference between like Advent calendars and like the chocolate ones? Anyways, sidebar. But when I was looking up, so uh, we were the same, you know, we were one of the families who would read the Advent reading at church sometimes, but at home, nothing really other than chocolate. Mm. Um, But I was, I was looking up, so I didn't learn this until I think last year or two years ago that, so Advent is like the time of waiting and anticipating Jesus coming, right? Is that, that's correct, right? Yeah. But then there's 12 days of like Christmas partying after... In the liturgical calendar.
1: Yeah. On uh, the which first day of Which no Christmas. Protestants this. do. We sing the song, though.
0: Yes. But I had... It's all about birds. I also noticed that, like, last year.
1: Five golden <laughs> rings? Except for that. <laughs> <Okay>. Nine <laughs> ladies dancing? Shut up. <laughs> Twelve drummers drumming? Okay. okay.
0: Mm, JK.
1: <laughs> me. Okay.
0: Um, so that's embarrassing. Um... So, yeah. So, they have, like, the 12 days of Christmas afterwards, which are, like, all the way to Epiphany, which is supposed to be super celebration. Yeah. Which we get, like, day one and two of celebration, and then it's because back to Because we have
1: Christmas the, and Boxing Day.
0: Yeah. And then it's back to the grind. Yeah. Um, so, that's not so fun, Protestants. So, I guess...
1: But, we actually, Protestants, we get to start Christmas the day after Halloween.
0: Exactly. Because we believe in Mariah Carey. <laughs> At least in this family, we believe in Santa and Mariah Carey. Well, she's
1: not orthodox. <laughs> she's, I, think, I think Mariah Carey is Protestant. Uh, yeah. I'm going to for the Baptist.
0: Yeah, probably Southern Baptist or something. <laughs> um, JK, but not really. Um, so, this is sort of connected to Advent for us in the most non-liturgical way. Yeah, because I'm, I'm
1: actually not sure if you're supposed to, if Advent's like Lent. Yeah, if you're supposed to fast, or if it's like a fun. Well, it is. No,
0: I think it's it's tended to be more solemn in my observation of it, not mm. in my observation as in practice, but like what I have witnessed, and yeah. that's where I think we're kind of getting it backwards in a good way, fun way. That's
1: okay, I mean, I like Jesus, so I think we should look forward exactly. To him coming.
0: We're pretty, we're pretty excited. <laughs> so, so this is a cross between, this is this is a Sally Clarkson influence. She likes to have, make her life mm. full of joy and fun for her children. I was like. Let's make December, like, off the chain fun. So, we kind of pulled an idea from the Americans, which only occurred to us last year, that they start off the Christmas season with Thanksgiving. So, that's kind of crazy and fun. So, yesterday, what did we do?
1: We had a turkey dinner. Yeah. and And we went and bought the tree. Yes. And decorated it. We
0: decorated the tree and had a turkey dinner. And... That is kicking off the holiday. And then what else did we decide to do every week leading up to Christmas? Have another feast. Have another feast. So we're having a ham and scalloped potatoes, etc. next week. Yeah. The third meal is TBD.
1: Yeah, we'll let you know though.
0: To be determined. So we're trying to party it up and...
1: Um, as much as we can with just our household. Our
0: crazy household. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of boys he, trying to climb everything. likely most of those meals, Teddy will either have toast or rice. But it's true.
0: <laughs> no, he likes ham. Remember that time he ate so much ham? Yeah. Anyways, let's let's end that story there. Um, so back to the book, pure pleasure, Willie. When you saw me reading this book for the first time, what did you think it was about?
1: Uh, uh.
0: Marital relations?
1: <laughs> what? No, no. There's a. Quite a cook ice cream, that's their slogan, pure plaisir. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you definitely thought it was a book about sex. <laughs>
0: Possibly. Possibly. So here's my next question. What did you think when I recommended it to our single friend to read? I don't I don't recall this, okay,
1: that you recommended it to other to, to people. So
0: when he recommended it again for us to read, you're like, you're just like oh, oh whatever. that's a bit weird.
1: There's a lot of stuff that happens in my life that I don't <laughs> necessarily know what's going on.
0: And I'm the one who usually... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember, they can't see your
1: oh they can't see my hand motions this yes. is sometimes i'm doing the hand motion of you can't you can't control everything that happens around you i don't know what that hand motion is it's you just gotta live in the moment and just i guess that's what we're talking about now
0: live so. it in the moment
1: Yep. or is pure it pure pleasure okay pure pleasure
0: pleasure yeah. so yeah okay. i thought it was a book
1: about ice cream <laughs>
0: ice cream it pretty much is um, so the first chapter, it is called the tyranny of torrential thirst. Yeah. Tell, can you tell the story that happens at the beginning that he uses as an illustration for his,
1: do you yeah. remember it? Yeah, I remember the story. I don't know what it has to do with pleasure, but anyways, he moved to Texas and it's really hot. So he went for a run. So that's his first mistake. Um, he went for like a, I don't know, like a 10K. Um, anyways, he ran out away from his home and he realized it was like. Really, really hot, really dry, and then he was really dehydrated. He was like
0: 95 degrees, which is, I guess, 35 degrees Celsius. I think
1: so, something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, so then he was trying to get back home, and he was just like parched. Like
0: extremely parched. Extremely parched. I think, extremely what did thirsty, he say? Like, li- he said, l-
1: delirious, I In think. less
0: than 50, 15 minutes, I found out what it was like, how thirsty I could get. Imagine chewing on hot sand for 10 minutes, spitting it out, and then letting someone blow the hot air of the hair dryer directly down your
1: throat for another five. So that's yeah. what it felt like. But then he's running, and he sees a lady, I don't know, just out taking care of her yard, and there's a garden hose. So he says, lady, can I have a drink? you boiling garden hose. Yeah, and then he turns on the hose, and he just drinks right away, and he gets a mouthful of nasty hose water.
0: Hose water. Hot yeah. hose water. Hot hose
1: water. Which yeah. he's
0: like regi- uh, immediately realizes is probably full of bacteria and nasty stuff.
1: Yeah. So for him, that's a, an image of, filling your desires in desperation. Yes. And not... um,
0: Like being so desperately thirsty that you'll take the like muddy Yeah. like bacteria laden water because that's that's all you got that's in front of you. Yeah. So you don't you don't know how that relates to the rest of the book yet?
1: You don't... Well, I think I do. Okay. Yeah. So explain. Well, it's just that when we're desperately thirsty we will drink anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And whereas like any other day of the year, you'd say, I will get water from the tap yeah. that is cold and not been sitting in, like, this this rubber hose <laughs> and taste like whatever. cancer yeah. or whatever. Hose whatever the big hoses out of these days. So.
0: so I think when I first read this, I thought it was, it was like, mind-alteringly shattering for me. I mean, in some ways, in other ways, not really, because he is kind of riffing on John Piper's whole thing about, like, um, Christian hedonism, right? Like, that God is most glorified than we are when we are the most satisfied in him.
1: A little bit? Maybe a little bit. I think there's... I'm trying to think... Other, other authors bring that up too, right? I was thinking about um, C.S. Lewis. He has this book. Uh, it's called Men Without Chess, which is a, kind of a weird title. Um, but he talks... In that book, he talks about how we are shaped by our desires um, and we actually have to learn how to desire good things if we're going to be happy in life. Right, okay. <laughs> Which is a bit different from John Piper. Yeah. I feel like... The difference John Piper and C.S. Lewis, probably John Piper has better theology, I think. Yeah. But C.S. Lewis writes better poetry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, who, who are you going to take advice on? On, on who's going to be fun? <laughs> who's going to be fun?
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. So, one of the things he points out is that um, he says non-believers are supernaturally thirsty because they do not know God whom they were created to enjoy and many believers are thirsty because they do not know how to enjoy god Mm. and the life he has given them some in the church feel suspicious at best of pleasure we consider pleasure a synonym for sin it feels good we think it must be the devil's handmaiden so we set up our lives on duty responsibility and obligation good things all with little true pleasure to season our days and over time these lives that are Devoid of holy and good pleasure, become extremely thirsty, and as a result, we end up doing sketchy things that are fun. I added that last bit. That's kind of a paraphrase.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's like a repression, and then all of a sudden it blows out in really weird spots. And
0: you also start feeling shame when things uh, that are like pure pleasure, as it's called, you know, like, Uh, um, yeah, things that maybe you were told for a long time you can't do, and then. When you are able to do them, I mean, I guess obviously the best example is marital intimacy. I am bringing that up. Oh, okay. Because it's like all of a sudden you're allowed to do this and you're like, oh, why are we allowed to do this? Yeah. And it's nice. How red are you now?
1: I don't. Well, yeah, they can't see me. Am I red? So, didn't know, we're going there. I thought I was still thinking ice cream.
0: You're still thinking ice cream. (laughs) We're a mixed company. So, even like when we announced this book on Facebook, people are like, it's such a weird title of a book, Pure Pleasure. And I was like, well, that's a perfect example. That's the point of the book. It's the perfect example,
1: right? That we're all like embarrassed. Something about pleasure is.
0: seems sinful. Yeah. So. Um, and that so that's
1: yeah yeah I think too like there's a there's a a way of living out faith that sees faith as like power over desires rather than fulfilled desires. Right. Say that again. Like, or I mean, in, in both are true. Uh, or at different times, I guess. But that you can emphasize your walk with God is having power over your desires. Mm-hmm. But there's also an aspect where it's actually your desires are fulfilled. Yeah. Right. Um fulfilled by God or you actually see the good things that he has given. Yeah. You know, and that, that's actually brings you joy, you know?
0: Well, even it, it makes me think about even just the way that it's often like talking about salvation is talked about how we are saved from hell. Very often people are talking, talk about it like that and not, not as often talk about being saved for heaven and for God's good pleasure. It's, spoken about so like, you know, fear oriented rather than like the joys of the relationship that we are coming into when we are saved.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. So, trying to see if you reference John 10:10 10, 10, where it talks about like if anyone comes to me, like you'll have life abundantly, like overflowing like streams of water, you know. And yeah, I think sometimes that is underemphasized. Yeah. It's true. Uh, for, for Christians? And they're like, hey, this is actually fun. Now, pleasure and fun, like, I think it's complicated too, though. Because sometimes okay. people do things that they're, like... Some things some things are fun for some people, not for other people. Yes. Like, um, so, like, you don't like summer camp or anything like, that's cheesy.
0: Not growing up, I didn't.
1: Yeah. Oh, Or, or you're coming around now.
0: Well, I play with my kids all the time now i mean i bought you those super campy like shirts christmas shirts right
1: now you inflicted those
0: (laughs) whatever (laughs) you will love it
1: yeah but so some things maybe because christians can be an interesting subculture and do things that are like dutch blitz is fun then other people look and they're like that's not fun (laughs) right
0: yeah like, everything we ever did as teenager Christians, we're like, yeah. it's fun. And people are like, you guys are
1: lame. Yeah.
0: Lame Christian fun.
1: But, because yeah, I don't, I guess we'll have to decide that. Then but it's, it's still it's okay. fun. It's okay to be lame?
0: It's still fun. Yeah. If it's, it's fun, it's fun. Um, but yeah, there's, okay, so he says, oh, if your life has been all about obligation, responsibility, and denial, you're in for an eye-opening treat. If you become dangerously thirsty, vulnerable to any number of soul-numbing temptations, you're about to be fortified against sin. So he's talking about this, what happens with this book. Hmm. Um, And so his big question is, is what if pleasure can lead us to God instead of to compete with God? Hmm. Um, Which I love that question. So Willie, here's a question he asks in his discussion and reflection questions. Has pleasure had too large or too small of a role in your life? Oh. And what do you think has contributed to this?
1: Is it too small or too large? Um, I think probably comfort has to had too large of a role. Okay, not 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 fun or pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right, because I would put comfort ahead of pleasure, even. Yeah. Right. Like for example. Even at home, sometimes with the kids, it's like, it's a lot of work to get them out to the park oh, and get them yes. dressed and...
0: Especially winter.
1: Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's like, can I just convince them to like play Lego amongst themselves and maybe I could just have a nap or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually having fun takes a bit of work. hmm So on that level, probably don't have enough fun instead of, uh, wanting to stay in the comfort of my own home.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, fun is different for us now that we're adults. I mean, adults with children. But I think one of, that's one of the things that I... Re, like, having kids was super revealing to me about how much I do make my choices better based on whether it's fun or not. Mm. Like, I think that that became very clear to me when I took Jack home for the first time. And, you know, when I had... and I was at home on my maternity leave for the first time. I was making all of my choices in my life about is this going to be fun or not. So I would, like, go for a walk get out of the house rather than do literally anything that involved housework or house cleaning. And so like, it's probably my like Enneagram seven wing talking there, right. Where it's like, where my choices, I, I make them based on the level of fun. Hmm. So I would say it has had a very large, however, I was like a relatively boring teenager when it came to like scandalous fun. Hmm. I didn't do very many sketchy things, so that's good. But,
1: probably because I lived in the country. There's always that influence. I'll same, I think the one thing, too, is that, like, I'd often, sometimes you can have fun spontaneously. One or me? Anyone. Okay. Um, but, often things need to be planned in advance, if it's going to be any good. I mean, especially when you have to wrangle kids to make it happen. Yeah but like like a concert, right? Like you have to buy the tickets in advance, right? Let's start not a very good band, then you can show up at the door, I guess.
0: <laughs> or get scalped ticket.
1: Yeah. But many things actually take a bit of a bit of investment, a bit of time and preparation. So
0: Well, we had some technical difficulties and our podcast cut off. So that's all we have for you this week and hope you'll come back next week as we dig into the next couple chapters.